Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 67, Building Relationships That Last, and I'm your host, Connie Ackerson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. It's hard to believe another week has passed. I think this week passed even faster than most. I have a 15-year-old daughter who was absolutely going stir-crazy. Thought she was going to die if she was locked up one more day. So the most creative idea she could come up with for a little break was she conspired with her older sister in Maryland and they devised a plan that we could drive to Maryland And if we had enough drivers so that we could drive all the way through without risking contamination at a hotel, and all we did was stop for gas, and if we ever got out of the car, we had to have a mask on our face and Clorox wipes on our hands, we would go in, go to the bathroom, and get straight back in the car. So we stocked up on face masks and Clorox wipes, and off we went, and it was quite the adventure. The good news is the gas has never been cheaper, so I'm sure we will never travel quite so inexpensively. And my grandkids could not have been more excited to see their 15-year-old aunt who had endless energy to play with them and chase them around and be locked up in the house with them for a couple of days. I'm not going to lie, the ride from Utah to Maryland is just darn long but it was the safest adventure we could invent with my 15-year-old daughter to break up the monotony. Luckily, it not only broke up our monotony, it broke up the monotony at my grandchildren's house too. All right, my friends, if you ever have a question or a topic you'd love to hear discussed on a podcast, please reach out to me. It's like sitting in class and you want to raise your hand, but you're afraid that your question is going to be stupid. I'm here to tell you there are no dumb questions. And if you're wondering something, I can promise you there are a hundred other people wondering the same thing. So please just ask. And this week, I am going to talk to you about a question that was brought to my attention this week. I am absolutely certain my client is not alone in her frustration about being locked up in her house with her children all day long, every day. In fact, she said to me, when my teenager comes out of his room, it's only to tell everyone else how dumb we are and to point out all our flaws. He is a barrel of, and I quote, toxic masculinity. While he's out of his room, he's starting fights and he's not even owning his part in the fight. He's aggressive. He's coarse. He's rude in the way he talks to people. Now, the interesting thing is when this mother was talking about her son, she said to me, 
my cute boy, we used to be kindred spirits. He used to be my little buddy. I absolutely adored this child. I would reach out to him. We would have adventures together. We laughed together. And I let a lot of stuff slide. He was my best friend. Now he's so rude in the way he talks to us. I have never felt more distant from him. He locks himself up in his room and plays video games with his friends via the internet. We hardly ever see him, and when he does, it's just to be rude. The other day when he was out watching TV with the family, he just put his legs on his sister and hurt her. I don't reach out to him to hang out because he's not fun to be with. And when we're together, I spend most of my time correcting him. This situation probably feels very familiar to a lot of you. If that's true, I'm here to tell you you're normal and your kids are very normal and it's gonna be okay. But let's talk about this situation for a minute. Let's really understand what's happening here. What I have described to you in the words of my client are two different models. The first is just from a few months ago, and then we've got her current model. Let's take a look at those. And as a quick review for those of you who are new, we have situations or circumstances in our life, and in order to fit into this category, it has to be a fact that you could prove in a court of law. These circumstances in our life trigger thoughts. Now, they're The circumstances in and of themselves are completely neutral until we have a thought about them. Let's review that story and separate what are our circumstances or our facts and what are the thoughts that this mother has. Her circumstances are that she has a son. He's 13 years old. They have a family that's in quarantine. Now, sometimes our thoughts feel so real to us We want to believe that they're circumstances. For example, when she told me, my son is rude. When he comes out of his room, he's so mean to everyone. Now, it might be that everyone in the family agrees with her. That doesn't make it a circumstance. It is still a thought. Anytime you attach an adjective to something, it cannot be in your circumstance line of the model. Now that the fact that this woman has a teenager is completely neutral until she has a thought about him. Now, a few months ago, her thought about him was, he's my little buddy. And when she thought, he's my buddy, that triggered the feeling of love for him. She completely adored this kid. So adoration is another feeling. And then our feelings drive our actions and create our results. Our results are always about us, and they are always evidence to prove our thought is true. So let's take another quick look at the model that this woman had from a few months ago. She has a son, 13-year-old son. Her thought about him was, he's my buddy. This thought created a feeling of love, a feeling of adoration for this 13-year-old son. And when she felt love towards him, She reached out to him to spend time with him. She enjoyed doing things with him, and she let stuff slide. Isn't it interesting that she said, I let stuff slide? What that indicates to me is that she noticed that this boy wasn't perfect. Her thought was, he's my little buddy, 
and she recognized his imperfections. But at that point, those imperfections were not this mother's focus because they truly were best friends. Isn't that so interesting? Now, a few months later, after a few months of quarantine, she's got the same boy. The only thing that has changed is her thought about him. Her thought now is, he's rude. He shouldn't talk to us that way. I love that. He shouldn't talk to us that way. I asked her how she felt when she really thought he shouldn't talk to us that way. And interestingly enough, the feeling she described to me was distant. Isn't that interesting? When she feels distant, the way she shows up with her son is that when he's in his bedroom, she leaves him in his bedroom. She doesn't want him to come out because she doesn't necessarily want to spend a lot of time with him. When they are together, she's correcting him because he's putting his feet on his sister, which is rude, right? In the little amount of time this mom and son were together in a day, she was spending the majority of it correcting his irritating behavior and telling him all of the things he should be doing differently. Now, isn't this interesting? Because suddenly, she's not the mom she wants to be. Instead of the fun mom that plays games with her kids and gets to know them and spends time with them doing what they love, She's spending all of her time correcting all his irritating behavior and telling him all the things he needs to do differently. And isn't it interesting to notice that her thought, which was he shouldn't be talking to us this way, turned into her reality, which is she was showing up in a way that she wasn't proud of. She was spending all of her time nagging at him and letting him know all the things he was doing wrong. Now, from home to home, we may change the names and we may change the irritating behavior list, but all in all, this story is very common. And isn't it interesting that the mom feels like this is all the 13-year-old boy's fault? Situations like this may feel like the end of the world and complete misery at the time, but I'm telling you, there is absolutely a way to turn it around. Consider with me for a moment how different our parenting looks when our thought is, this is a great kid, he's my buddy, and you feel love towards him. How, how do you show up as a parent? How do you correct him when your thought is, this is my buddy? I adore this kid. Now with the same 13-year-old kid, when your thought is, he shouldn't be talking to us this way, he's rude and you're distant and irritated and frustrated, how do you show up as a parent then? One visual that has really helped me these last few months with my teenagers is to envision my time with my kids as a triangle. Now imagine that triangle with horizontal lines through it, and each layer of this triangle is a part of our relationship with our kid. So I want to imagine that the very tip, the smallest part of that triangle is me correcting my kids. Now, there are things, we have responsibilities as parents to sometimes correct behavior and deal with things that are going wrong. 
So imagine that as the very smallest tip or top of the triangle. And then each of the other layers of this triangle are things like teaching, communicating, talking to my child and finding out what's going on in their life. What's going on with you? What's going on with your friends? Now, in a world where we're not quarantined, I also love to spend time getting to know the people in their life that are, is, is, that are important to them. This may look like inviting their friends over, watching movies together, having dance parties in the kitchen, or karaoke parties where we all take turns singing a line. Essentially, I try to spend the majority of my time and make sure that the majority of the layers in this virtual triangle that I'm imagining are me helping things go right, me building relationships with my kids. And when we have a solid foundation, then those moments of correction, which always are going to be there, come across a lot softer. In fact, I would like to propose that when we look at these two models of this mom, in the first one, the majority of her time was spent helping things go right, building a relationship with her her son, spending time with him and having fun with him. There was still some correcting, but that was the smallest part of her triangle. Now, in contrast, her current model that she's in where she's so frustrated and irritating, the reverse has happened. The very tip of her triangle and the smallest amount of time that they're spending together is represented by them having fun. And the majority of that time together is spent in correcting and being irritated and letting him know that he has a lot to change if there's any hope for him being a valuable person in the future. Now, that trip to Maryland that I described in the beginning of the podcast, that was not driven by a desire on my part to spend 32 hours in a car, only to stay a few days in Maryland and turn around and spend another 32 hours to get home. That is not what drove that trip to Maryland. What drove that trip to Maryland was my desire to do something that was important to my 15-year-old Suddenly, that 32 hours in the car each direction wasn't 32 hours of drudgery and a sore bottom. It was 32 hours where we could listen to books on tape, laugh, tell stories, find out what's going on in each other's lives, truly communicate, listen to music, sing songs loudly, whatever we wanted. My challenge to you this week, my friends, is to Think of a relationship in your life that is strained and ask yourself the question, in what ways can I spend time building this relationship rather than correcting it? And when correction is needed, when we approach that with love, it makes all the difference in the world. My friends, if you know anybody who's struggling with a relationship in their life, please forward this podcast to them, whether it's with a teenager, whether it's with a husband, an in-law, a friend. The pattern we have gone through today works for all of them. Don't be shy to share this, and please don't be shy to reach out to me if there are any questions I can answer for you. I will see you all next week.